This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 45. As we're in the home stretch of the NHL regular season, and the New York Rangers get two pretty impressive wins over tough competition in the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers. Hey everyone, it's Andy. I'm recording this on a Sunday night. Unfortunately, James is indisposed at the moment, but that's okay because there's plenty to talk about. Not just for the New York Rangers, but for the teams in the East hoping to keep their wild card dreams alive between the New York Islanders, the Florida Panthers, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, although it is a little too early to call it, it does seem like in gut check time that the Penguins and the Islanders are the two teams that put in the work and took care of the business they had to to, to get into the playoffs because it seems like they're finally creating some separation on the pack with the Florida Panthers being the last team to kind of just be in punting distance of potentially getting in. I mean, obviously it only takes one or good or bad week, but it it just seems like that's the way it's going. Pittsburgh uh, has put in some good performances as of late because they absolutely need to. Although again, all, all the teams I had mentioned have been a little up and down. The Islanders have lost their last two. Pittsburgh, I think in their last four, it's win-loss, win-loss. So I think you're seeing what truly separates the upper echelon, at least in the East, when it comes to teams like the New Jersey Devils, the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, yes, I'll put the, the Rangers in this category as well. Is that they just win more than they lose. And these other teams even playing for their playoff lives. It's just inconsistent but I say that and you damn well know a team like the Islanders just need to sneak into the playoffs and then they can do some real damage and I've said this last week uh if I'm you know if if they're going to finish in that first wild card slot if I am the Carolina Hurricanes or potentially the New Jersey Devils if they do end up passing Carolina although I think I think Carolina is going to lock this up uh they're playing as we speak uh, in their in the Hartford Whalers uh, uniforms, might I add, which look very nice. And uh, oh, they lost in a shootout to to Boston, even though Boston didn't have uh, apparently didn't have Hampus Lindholm, uh, Patrice Bergeron, or Brad Marchand, and yet the best team in the league gets business done yet again. So interesting. So it's not out of it was a shootout though. So it's at least Carolina got points, but um, it's definitely possible that the New Jersey Devils could pass them, but whoever ends up having to play the, the New York Islanders, be it the New Jersey Devils, if they can pass Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes, or hell, if they somehow get passed by Pittsburgh, slip to the the second wildcard spot, have to play the Bruins, uh, playing Sorokin when he's hot as a, at a team that has been there before and their greatest skill is just playing patient, uh, low-event playoff hockey. That's a scary proposition. So before we get to proper New York Rangers news. I did want to mention some, I guess, some minor prospect news. Uh, I'm sure most fans have seen now, but Brett Berard, his season at Providence College and his career at Providence College is now finished, and he has signed a, uh, 
you know, he signs his ELC with the Rangers, although I don't believe it kicks in until next year. So uh, he joined, but he does join the Hartford Wolfpack in the AHL on a PTO for this year. And then his proper ELC two-way deal will start uh, next season. But he yeah, joins the Wolfpack. He's playing his second game as I record this, actually. I think the pack are up early after a nice uh, early goal from Zach Jones, who's continued to impress. But Berard's playing his second game with the Wolfpack tonight, I believe. He played a game. He was healthy, scratched, along with a few other players the next night. I don't know if that was just a... No, I don't think it was anything that was his performance. He literally just started. I think it was more about getting some more fresh bodies in. And, and the Wolfpack are trying to... Uh, claw their way into the final playoff spot in uh, the East. And uh, yeah, they got some, some ground to make up, unfortunately. But uh, they, like I said, big, as I, I thought, the game was in uh, progress, but I stand corrected. That game is over. The Wolfpack did win big five to one win over the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, the team, the one team that's under them in uh, their division. But I believe... Berard almost scored a pretty nice goal. Just you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, makes a nice move, like a little sneaky, uh, almost nutmeg between <laughs> uh, defenders' feet, and then just immediately put it on net. And I don't know if it was uh, the opposing goaltender made a save or he just shot it just wide, but it looked pretty nice. And again, it's going to take some adjustment. That's a big jump for any player, but hopefully, with time, he gets acclimated. I think next. I don't anyone who's fan who thinks he makes the Rangers next year I wouldn't bet on it you know uh stranger things have happened but I I would not bet on it but uh yeah happy for Brett Burrard a pretty exciting or at least intriguing prospect for the Rangers uh finally get make his way one step closer to wearing uh the blue white and red so that's a lot of fun. Also, Adam Shakura's season is over, and he, I, I believe the rumors are that he will be coming to North America to join the Wolfpack for their final stretch of games. So that's a pretty big boon for them, too. I, he's honestly, Shakura, as much I love Berard, but Shakura is a, definitely a more interesting prospect uh, for me, I, just because I think I like his chances of making the Rangers a little bit more. I mean, I love Berard's his motor and his competitiveness and how hard he works. But I mean, I, I love the same thing about players like in the past, like Tyroning, you know what I mean? It's just, sometimes it's just not enough, but Shakur, I just think he's maybe a little under stature, but he'll continue to grow and get stronger. And he's a, he's a pretty strong skater and he's just a pain in the ass to play against. And I think he has a real shot at being a, uh, an important player in the future for the New York Rangers may hopefully much like a Jesper Faust who, the Rangers got an up close and personal look at the uh, 2023 version of Jesper Foss, who is similar, although a lot more seasoned, a lot different, uh, a lot more pain he has to play against than he was with the New York Rangers. But um, it'll be exciting to see Shakur. And honestly, Will Cooley has been on absolute fire recently. Um, I believe he had a hat trick, not as the last game the pack played, but the one before that, just a hat trick to uh, put the, the pack ahead. It was a back and forth kind of wide open game. and. He's just, again, his production has been there, which is you want to see for uh, someone you hope to, you know, you're a, a prospect because I'm, and I don't want people to think all of a sudden that Will Cooley is a middle six, uh, you know, he's someone who can, you can pencil to the Rangers middle six down the line, but just to have enough skill and grit and 
ability to just put up production in the AHL. Hopefully that means you can come over in a, in, in a limit and hopefully produce in a fourth line or a bottom six capacity for the Rangers in the future. But uh, you at least like that. The one thing that I think most every fourth liner in the NHL, maybe they don't have the skills, but they at least have the, the, they know where to be. And I think that's what, you know, they have the, the hot, enough hockey sense to know how to be effective and where to be effective. And even if that doesn't translate into big production, at least you know that's why they're in the AHL and they're not a, you know, those guys, or excuse me, the NHL, and that why they're not a, those, that rare breed of, you know, plus AHLer who just can't seem to translate any success in the NHL because their, their game is highly effective in the AHL, but when they move up to the NHL, it's just not there for them. So, you know, it's just funny how that works. But yeah, excited to see Sakura come over and hopefully, uh, he can get acclimated pretty quickly to the Hartford Wolfpack. All right, well, that finally brings us to the big club, and I guess what else is there to say <laughs> about these last two games? About uh, I guess what's the old adage? It doesn't matter how you start; it matters how you finish. And boy, did the New York Rangers take that to heart, probably more than they should have, coming out for both games against Carolina and Florida on the road with absolute lethargic performances i believe they had three shots on goal in the first period of the carolina game just the entire first period uh carolina comes out ahead early and similarly i think it was five shots or something or might have been three i don't know similarly they come out of the first period against florida again on their heels not kind of ready to go and they're down um two girl uh, two goals going to the first intermission against the panthers the Panthers obviously are fighting for their playoff lives, so they clearly had more to play for than the New York Rangers. But, and I've said this before, I built my, my one thing with the Rangers is that this year, I think based on how they flamed out last year and ran out of gas, I think they're super cognizant of that. And you've almost seen it a lot this year that they've been more selective about when they put their full efforts. I thought last year, even though they were technically a lesser team or at least maybe not as good as this team is on paper and statistically that they seem to be giving their effort more consistently in the whole no quit in New York thing uh but that being said I think New York the Rangers are start and I, I you know I have no evidence to prove this and I don't think any player would ever admit this but <clears throat> I do think New York has kind of developed a this knowing when to put their foot on the gas and when to kind of coast a little bit. And yeah, it's kind of bit them a few times, but at the same time, it's every time they pushed on the gas, it's been effective for them. Uh, you know, I think especially when, you know, losing that game to Carolina at home um, where they were ahead early, it just, I think they're clearly a better team when they're, they're doing the chasing and putting their foot down and, uh, I just think when they're pacing themselves, unfortunately, you know, I mean, as maddening as it can be as a Rangers fan, I think it's when they're at their best. And you just saw two teams, just the Carolina Hurricanes, run out of gas because they always come out strong and they spam low quality shots at the net and they just play pitch and catch around the perimeter, just keep funneling back to the point and keep going net and just circling and passing and grind and grind and grind for these low perimeter shots and it feels like you're hemmed in your own zone forever and that they're toying with you but at the same time you know it, that happens for whole periods but they don't have much to show for it and I mean you know just 
coming, you know, only coming away with really one goal for them in, in that first period uh, in the Carolina game. And the Rangers eventually able to tie it up. And lo and behold, Carolina got tired from the full assault. And the Rangers, then they put their foot down. And then they, uh, they come out with a big performance in the, in the later period, second and third period. The Zabanajad Panarin Tarasenko line continues to impress. And in that game, Panarin basically comes through in a big way. They get the first goal. Uh, Tarasenko was awesome in that game, just using his strength. Man, he's strong and hard to knock off the puck. And just using his strong base, he makes a deft little drop pass. Uh, he puts on the brakes, curls to the, the center, puts a between-the-legs drop pass to Amika streaking down the wing. He almost pulls people to him to give Mika the outside to streak down, and then Mika just puts it across the Royal Road to Panarin, who slams it in. Panarin had like five shots or something in the second of the third period. He was, he was dancing again. He's feeling it. And Panarin, that's the one team I feel like Panarin's a, whether he's playing the Blackhawks or the Hurricanes, he's a bit, you know, he's got their number a bit. And then Panarin, you know, he, from that point on, he was just feeling it. And then in the third period, they go into that uh, coming out of the second intermission, the third period tied and Panarin makes a, real smart pull up and then just passes it to Fox coming down the far wing, the uh, former Carolina hurricane, Adam Fox and Fox just perfect placement comes down main street and puts it uh, far top post and, you know, top corns in it. So uh, yeah, I mean to make, to loop back to my original point, it's just, I think that was a game where the Rangers, unlike it was almost played out the reverse of the game they lost at home where it's like, they just applied pressure came from behind and, by that point, they had Carolina defensively running around a little bit because they just didn't have the wheels they had in the first period after just kind of dumping the tank to try to assault the Rangers in the first, and, and the, the blue shirts get the win. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $500 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And again, a familiar story in the game on the road against the Panthers. Rangers once again come off to a lethargic start. The Panthers, playing for their playoff lives, go up two goals early. And then the Rangers have to apply some more pressure from behind, but they get the job done again. And unlike the Carolina game, I think you saw once the Rangers actually started skating that where the clear divide amongst these two teams really are. As good as a player as Alexander Barkov is and had two goals, you know, was excellent. And obviously Matthew Kachuk, who's such a pain in the ass to play against, but uh, they did a good job. They almost nullified. Kachuk in that game, although obviously that the Barkov line did have two of the goals, but you know, Kachuk coming off of a crazy <laughs> goal scoring streak and just what he can do. I think at one point Truba got him between the legs. Uh, I believe they, what they call it on 
the Panthers broadcast, the Alabama separator, which I thought was very funny. Um, but, you know, he was kind of quiet after that. And I don't know if it was on purpose or it was accident, but who, I don't know who knows. But all I know is that the Panthers really needed those points. And the Stahl brothers, the Rangers had them running around just taking penalties. I think both Mark and Eric took penalties on, because of the Rangers moving their feet. And yeah, I mean, the kids are all right. What else is there to say? huge game the maybe the the vets didn't have it going so much but you get a goal from all three of the kids you get uh Kako gets it started with a with a great effort you know a diving effort after laugh makes a nice pass from the boards to Heedle who quickly puts it on net uh Bobrovsky kind of spits the rebound in front of him tries to cover it up but before he can Kako just driving the net which you're supposed to do gets a stick on it and falls as he kind of slaps it home and then uh the rangers finally get on the board and then after that i mean another beautiful play truba who's been good i mean just to go back to backtrack to earlier episodes obviously even on this podcast and everyone was kind of hard on truba but he was clearly hurt and he's just been solid for the last little bit yeah he still has his gaffes like anyone does but uh, for the most part, I think he's been solid, and especially offensively. Just he's so decisive when he gets a chance, and he just usually makes the right play. He makes a strong move, and he draws coverage to him. Every all the Panthers players kind of come to his side on the the far boards, and then he just puts a nice pass across to the other side of the ice to a streaking Lafreniere, who just dips his shoulder to fake out Bobrovsky and he can shoot it. And then he does some maybe not as impressive, but a pretty nice, really nice. Four, fake the forehand, go to the backhand in the net. Um, shades almost of that highlight reel goal he had against uh, Detroit last year. And beautiful move. And that's a goal from each of the kid line. And he just knew it had to happen. They go tie. They go into the the third. And uh, Heel gets a goal to kind of complete it. Although I believe before that, our, uh, Patrick Kane had a goal uh, where he just tried to center of pass and it, it, it he centers a feed and to the to the slot and it it literally goes off a panthers defender's stick and just goes right over borowski's shoulder so bad luck for the panthers but yeah then uh again kako makes a nice deft little uh pass bank up pass up the boards ekblad goes to try to corral it, it either hops over a stick or he just doesn't reach out far enough he, he reaches instead of skates into it and heedle just turns on the jets and streaks you know, through the middle of the ice and makes a quick little move and puts it past Bobrovsky. So all, all three members of kid line finished the game with a goal and an assist. Uh, I believe they gave Lafreniere the Broadway hat. And I think Foxy called him uh, big Al, which is very funny. Um, but that's what you want to see. And you've seen them finally heating up at, you know, Heedle after having that hot streak a couple of weeks ago was dead cold as was Lafreniere as was, Kako and we were saying we're gonna need to see more from them but they've been the last few games they've been turning it back on in perfect timing because that's what you need because again it's hard to expect all of your lines to always be going but the whole point is that you want to if you have this roster that the rangers have on paper that in a in some circles that that would look like you know at least three three potential first lines or if you want to say two first lines in a second uh then they have to produce. But when you just know that when they're not producing and they, they have their work boots on, 
doesn't matter what line in the National Hockey League is against them. They're keeping them hemmed in because they just get it behind them and they just work. And that's the thing. It's just, even if you're not scoring against that, the lineup you're matched up, the line you're matched up against, then they're not scoring because when the kids are out there, they just put it in the corner, they go to work, they force them to expel energy to try to take it off them. And then it's, it's more than just a quick corral and sending it the other way. Then it's, they have to go for, come off for a change and their shift is over. And that's, you know, you're playing against top flight opponents in the National Hockey League. You don't want them to have enough in the tank to, to have their poise and their, their brains at, at full capacity. You want them sucking wind and they can't see and they rush their decisions and they just make lazy plays because they're tired. And that's what the kid line can do. And again, they were the Rangers' best forwards in the playoffs last year, although maybe other than Mika Zibanejad. So, you if the rangers are gonna go as far and hopefully farther than they did last year they're gonna need the kids to do that again but it looks like the message has been received and they're turning it on exactly the right time all right well i guess before we wrap this one up we'll just quickly look ahead to the week the rangers have ahead of them uh back at home on tuesday against the columbus blue jackets who despite being in the Connor bedard sweepstakes has popped off for a few high firepower performances throughout the year. I mean, they have a lot of talented young players like Kent Johnson, and obviously they have Johnny Gaudreau now and Patrick Laine, and uh, they have some pretty good players in, in their system. You know, David Yurchek, obviously, uh, Denton Machichuk, Kirill Marchenko, Stanislav Slovol, uh, and like Kent Johnson, that Michigan goal, oh boy, that, was, that kid's got all the skill and talent in the world. And you look at a player like uh, Clayton Keller, who's popping off this year. Yeah. I, I think Johnson can be a, uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I think he can be a better version of Clayton Keller, just a little bit more affecting the game in more areas, but he's got that Zegris Keller, you know, excellent hands, but and poison in traffic that those two seem to have to make plays, you know, like, you know, he, you could tell, you could clearly tell he was a guy who probably idolized Patrick Kane growing up and has modeled a lot of his game after that. But he's got a very strong base and, uh, yeah, skills for days. So you have to look out for the Blue Jackets in, in the coming seasons, especially if they somehow land Connor Bedard. But, um, yeah, man, uh, we'll see if the Rangers can continue their winning ways to get points against them because after that, they are. I guess technically back on the road, although not far from their own doorstep, they play the Devils on Thursday. It'll be interesting to see what implications that have that game has. I'm not sure if the Rangers mathematically, if the math is on their side as far as passing the Devils, because just the Devils, and even when they do lose games, they they're usually like the Rangers. They'll get back on the horse quickly and and uh, yeah, get back in the win column. But you know, if that's the um, uh, what's to come for their uh, potential playoff matchup if, if everything holds in the future I mean you'll, it'll be interesting to see what team is motivated to send a message to the other one but um, yeah that'll be explosive for sure and then they play the up and down Buffalo Sabres on Friday who I'm sure will be looking for revenge after uh, the Rangers beat them in uh, uh, well they went in overtime in, in the beginning of the month uh, right am I crazy was it a shootout I don't remember it was, I know the Rangers won two to one. I'm trying to think where the goals for the Rangers. I know Kane had a goal and Panarin had a goal, but was I, whatever. But uh, point being, 
you got to assume Buffalo, even though they're nowhere near a playoff spot, obviously, but uh, at this point, unfortunately, their playoff dreams are dead. But they're still a proud team, and they're trying to, to create, keep creating momentum for next year. And Tage Thompson has been absolutely murking uh, other players and teams, just taking defenseman souls, just so big you can't stop him, and he's got crazy hands and a hell of a shot for a big man. So hence, he's one of the best players in the league this year. But, um, you know, and again, they just, I believe they, you know, they just beat the Devils a few games ago. So they're a dangerous team. They have offensive firepower. So, but we'll see. And then uh, I believe finally for the Rangers, uh, after playing uh, the Sabres, sorry, as my computer is slow to load. Forgive me. This is great podcasting, I'm sure. Um, yeah, after, uh, after, the, after that game, they finally have uh, the Capitals on Sunday. So uh, a Capitals team is out of it, but still it's a 1 p.m. game on a Sunday. And, you know, every team hates when their their team plays a afternoon matinee games, especially on a Sunday. So we'll see if they're motivated. But, uh, yeah, honestly, out of their, just out of the three games between the Blue Jackets, the Devils, and the Sabres, I would like to see four points just, just for – again, I don't think the Rangers are in – I don't think the Rangers – will be able to move up and I don't think there's enough for them to move down but you just it's more about feel feeling good and having momentum and personal pride and you want to stay healthy but at the same time you need to generate momentum going to the playoffs so hopefully the Rangers continue with their winning ways and like I said before hopefully the kids uh, continue to be all right thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.